Welcome to Turning Point Talks with Ashley, a podcast designed to help guide you with encouragement, movement, and challenges to help you carve your path to being the best version of you. Through sharing my own story, inviting others to share their stories, and being as real and raw as I possibly can be, my one goal is to inspire you to stand out rather than fit in. So welcome to Turning Point Talks with Ashley. I am your host, Ashley Johnson. All right, everybody, welcome back to Turning Point Talks with Ashley. I am just over the moon excited for this episode because I have two, not one, but two guests this episode, and they are near and dear to my heart. Both have been in my life for several years. One of them has been in my life for five. The other one has been in my life for two years going on. Very, very close. I've gotten to learn all sides of each of these fine ladies, the good, the bad, the fun, the hard. And ironically, they both work for me and they both threw me a curveball about two months apart, three months Sounds apart. about right. <laughs> I got hit in the head with turn Sam telling me she <laughs> it one night and we were just over the moon excited. And then a couple months later, turn Carly told me she was pregnant. And if you know anything <laughs> about turn, you know that I only have about five to six instructors at a time. <laughs> and it was just an amazing journey to watch them go through pregnancy. We're going to go through their story We are going to go through the highs, the lows, the fun, the hard. We're going to be vulnerable. For the record, I've never been pregnant. I've never gone through pregnancy. So I am learning just as much as you are. But one of the reasons that I invited these two badass chicks on my podcast was I know that it is just an extremely challenging journey, to say the least, to go from being fit as fuck to oh shit, what is happening with my body? I'm gaining weight. I can't go as heavy. I can't go as fast, except turn Carly went faster. Um, (laughs) And, you know, energy and sleep and and just all kinds of changes. And I think that just after my pre-questions and reading the answers from Sam and Carly, there's just so much to take away from the journey of pregnancy. And I think that if anybody is listening that has been pregnant, thinking about getting pregnant, or maybe they're currently pregnant now and working out or a fitness and healthy lifestyle is part of their life. This is the episode to tune into. So without further ado, Turn Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. And Turn Carly. Hello. It is eight o'clock on a Monday. This was the time we could find that both baby girls could be asleep, I'm assuming. Trying. Yes trying at least and you guys are not um well carly's not breastfeeding sam's not being a a wife or a mom at the current time she's in a closet right now tucked away so let's just jump into it i really want to start with sam as the lead instructor of my company turn studio you know before you got pregnant you were working 10 classes to 12 classes a week teaching And then as the manager of turn working as just doing, you know, behind the scenes type admin stuff, sales calls, just running the show with me. And we went to dinner on a Friday night, me, you, Scott and Bert, our husbands. And Scott Findler said, Ashley, Sam's going to need some time off in January. (laughs) I'm pregnant. (laughs) surprise so take me back to that moment in time what was it like how did you know you wanted to get pregnant how long did it take well I was very blessed when it came to getting pregnant I had an IUD and then once I got that out it was kind of game on I guess you could say and it happened within the first probably three months so very very lucky I always knew that was the thing that meant the most to me was being a mom. So I've been looking forward to it. And Scott, my husband made me date him for like 10 years. So I always told him like the second we got married, like you wasted your time messing around. So 
don't be surprised if I want to have a baby sooner than later. So that's kind of how it went down. We were married. Did like, you know when you got your IUD taken out or did you just? Well, yeah, he did because I had a, mine was kind of a nightmare situation. I had to have a surgery to get it taken out. So luckily the, <laughs> he did know I didn't pull that fast of a surprise <laughs> on him. <laughs> but I really was not expecting it to happen as quickly as it did. But by the grace of God, it happened. And we went to Super Rica one night and he asked if I needed a margarita and I him no <laughs> and he I think knew immediately why I was turning that down because uh that does not happen too often <laughs> turning down you just like whipped out a pregnancy test <laughs> no believe it or not I never showed him <laughs> pregnancy <laughs> test <laughs> it still that doesn't away, surprise so. me at all based oh. on what I know about you I found out earlier that morning and I just kept it a secret because I was kind of nervous to tell him and so then I waited till the tequila started flowing for him at least. And it, he was very, very excited. So it was awesome. Yeah. Like very lucky process for me. I know a lot of women don't get it that easily. So my heart's always with them, but very thankful that Lila was an easy, an easy achievement for me. And on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your pregnancy? One being an absolute just nightmare to 10 being the easiest cake in the world. Oh. You know, that's a tough question because physically it wasn't that bad. It was uncomfortable. Yes. But mentally, I think it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I would towards the end, I mean, you know, and I, again, I realized how lucky I am to have gotten the opportunity to be pregnant, but probably like a seven mentally for me. Well, you didn't really slow down. I mean, you were still working out, teaching, writing doing everything up through November. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was trying my best. So we're going to pause. So that's the intro of Sam. Carl, <laughs> your story is even a little bit more quicker than three mm-hmm. minutes to take to get pregnant. So you and Ian are married mm-hmm. and then you're like, I want to start trying to have a baby. Take me back to that time in your life. Well, it was very quick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ian was ready and wanting to start trying for kids right as soon as we walked down the aisle. So it, <laughs> it was like, I don't, it was probably like end of June. We were like, okay, you know what? Let's just do it. Life isn't guaranteed. There's no perfect timing. And I was like, I'm 31. I was like, it'll probably take some time, settle into the rhythm of trying. And it probably took, I don't know, 20 minutes. 25 <laughs> <laughs> like none oh and, that's um, so good one time baby dude and I do and I so like Sam said I know that there's people that struggle for a long time so the blessing is not lost on me we were very lucky especially just because you know there's a lot of things that go into getting pregnant and it's you know perfect timing so it happened very very quickly. And that was probably the hardest thing was that I didn't have that cushion time of trying and, you know, wrapping my brain around it. Cause I said, I've said it before, there's a big difference between trying for a baby and actually being pregnant. Like there's a very big difference. And to go from, we're going to start trying to four weeks later being pregnant is a very big shift. So it was a lot, but it was very, very easy for us. Mm-hmm. So, did you even like? Do you know your ovulation? Like, do you, did John? So, what? The only reason we knew was because I had been tracking my periods since I was in high school with the same exact app, and it literally just told me when I was ovulating. So, I have not had a period since I was in almost high school. That is the difference, <laughs> me and you. Like, that is how wild. Like it's, it's going to be a really hard journey for me to even, I didn't even, I bought tampons for the first time, like two months ago. And I didn't even, I was like, (laughs) I feel like I'm going through puberty all over again. Well, I tried, it's only, it's also because, I mean, I tried birth control in college and I didn't like not getting a period. It terrified me because I was like, there's only one real way to know you're pregnant. So I was just too scared and I've always been super, super regular. So once we decided to start trying, I was like, Hey, what do you think about this day? The app says it's good. Let's see what happens. Nine months later, here we are. 
Yeah. So you literally know the exact time that the the time that you and Ian had sex is when you got pregnant. Probably. I mean, there's probably like two other chances that it could have happened, but according to the calendar, there's like a Sam, do you pinpoint the moment you and Scott did the damn thing? And I have an idea. <laughs> I feel like you know when you when you count backwards on the clock, you can kind of figure it out. This is why I'm so excited too to have both of y'all here because y'all know me very well as well. And I'm 38 years old, just now deciding to start trying to have a kid. And I've had to like look up how to get pregnant, not like sex, but like you can't pee right away. Monica tells me to do handstands. Beth tells me to <laughs> stick my feet in the air or like legs in the air. Like I'm getting Is that told- real. I didn't do any of that, just so you know. <laughs> but like it's so funny to hear y'all like, yeah, you just had sex and now I'm pregnant. And also I had three IUDs. So I didn't have a period, Carly, for 15 years. Best life ever. (laughs) Not having a period. But that's the difference between me and you. And I love it. So you got pregnant quickly. I love how you said there's a big difference in trying versus getting pregnant because it's reality, right? It's like no longer, oh, when that time comes, I'll be able to adjust or I'll get there or I'll be able to do this or I'll stop drinking. I mean, all of the details, right? So both of you guys get pregnant. Both of you guys are in the fitness industry. What was the biggest change? And we'll go with Sam first. Like first time you get on that spin bike pregnant, like how long did it take your body or your mindset to be like, oh my God, this is actually hard. Honestly, it is unbelievable how quickly your breathing changes. Apparently it's like one of the first things that you can notice because that little baby that is growing just sucks the air out of your lungs and you are so breathless. So that was the first thing that I noticed. Of course, like the first trimester, I had a little morning sickness. So there was a couple of, you know, runs to the bathroom to throw up before class. <laughs> but well, you tell everybody what lies you know. she told the front desk, the lies you would tell them you would like tell them you ate bad hot dogs or pizza or something. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, pizza, the greasy pizza. I'm like, oh gosh, I just heat up some old pizza right before class. And I had to just go along with it for, cause y'all told Bert and I, you know, early on and rightfully so as your boss and I would have to be- Casio caught me on a, a day where I was dragging like that. <laughs> and I was just, yeah, I don't know, you knew why. Yeah, they would be like, oh, Sam says it's pizza, but she's probably hungover. And I'm like, yeah, she's probably hungover. (laughs) Yeah. So the breathing, Carly, same for you? Or what was it like for you? Oh, yeah, it was the breathing. That was probably, I've never been so winded so quickly. And I've been riding for a long time. So that was a shocker. Also, what is it? The round ligament strains? Those things were brutal. It was essentially just a sharp, sharp pain right around by your hips where everything's just kind of stretching and moving and getting ready for baby. And those I was not anticipating. And I remember I went to the doctor about those because I was like certain. I was like, something is wrong. Something mm-hmm. is wrong. And I she remember was that. Like, no, you're good. She was like, keep going, girl. I was like, All right. So those two things were probably the hardest for sure. I specifically remember one morning, Sam calling me crying, scared the living shit out of me because I thought like, no offense, and I, I'm not trying to trigger anybody listening, but I thought she was miscarrying because the tone in her voice, like, I was like, oh my God, whatever you need to do. And I just brushed my teeth. I went to turn because she was supposed to be teaching, right? And at five in the morning, and then I taught for her because she was having, remember, you were having those pains. Yes. The first time you get them, they're terrifying. Like, you don't know what it is. And yeah. the extent that I was having it, I couldn't even walk. I mean, it was terrifying. You don't hear about it. So you don't know that it's even a thing that exists it is I mean they can be excruciating and they're just scary when you first get them and then well because you find you're actually out. gonna think about the worst the worst yeah, yeah I mean I thought my appendix was ruptured or something it doesn't even sound like it's something that could be bad but holy shit yeah. you also don't know like something's okay or what to expect until you experience yes. it they tell you very big basic milestones of things you're gonna hit but like all of those things that everyone's like, oh yeah, I do that. Oh yeah, you're fine. Like you don't know that those things are normal until you ask after you've had them. Yeah. Okay. So this is probably more for Sam. 
no offense, Carly, you just don't work out in the Mez as much. Mez is our <laughs> studio. Not calling you out at all. <laughs> what was that like, Sam? Because teaching the Mez two to three times a week, we've had so many pregnant people. It's a joke here that there's something in our water. And I've just got to watch the women, you know, go from eight weeks to eight months to having a baby the next day after being in the Mez. And it's amazing to me what your body can still actually do, even though there's like the baby, I oh, mean, yeah. I'm pointing my hands are like holding like a balloon in front of me, but you know, what is that journey like in the Mez strength training? I feel like when I was pregnant, that is where I wanted to spend most of my time working out because I've noticed personally with my body, I always react more positive. Like I like the change I see better when I spend more time in the mess. So I would get in there as much as I could. And, you know, at first it was, I thought it was easier than cycling as far as your breath. Cause it's not straight cardio, you know? And as you get bigger, you just have to stop with the weight. You'll be trying to squat using a 30 pound dumbbell and you can hardly stand back up. Right. You don't realize or give yourself credit for the weight that you're already carrying. Every step you take throughout the day, it's already with you know, additional weight. So when you're working out, I think we forget to give ourselves that kind of credit. Push-ups are the hardest thing you'll ever do when you're eight months <laughs> pregnant. Like you cannot do them. <laughs> oh my gosh. You really have to listen to your body. I mean, as cliche as that sounds. I think we'll spend a lot of time on where I, I want to continue on this topic because pregnant or not pregnant, naturally body image and what you look like or what you think you look like for women is the hardest part of our lives. I mean, I don't know many people that wake up every day and they're like, I love the way I look every day. Like, I don't care if my arm is a little flabby or I work out and I'm just, I'm fit as fuck and I look hot every day. Like I have never met a woman that thinks that way. And you guys both poured your heart out in the prep questions about basically the struggle of your body changing and gaining weight specifically in areas, not just the belly, right? Because your arms, your booty, your face, whatever, your back starts to also gain weight. And I think that it is so important for us just to navigate this topic and talk about the shitty days or the shitty moments. And I know specifically Carly, because you were very vulnerable with me during it all. It was very hard for you to accept your body changing. So I'll start with Carly and basically just talk about the biggest hardship for that mental space for you. That's so hard because, you know, there's probably people listening right now that are struggling to get pregnant. And so to sit here and be in a place where you talk about how I didn't love every second of it. I didn't feel my glowing, beautiful body for nine months it makes you kind of feel guilty for not loving it. And I just don't think we, as much as we try to say that we live in a society that is so girl power, we're not necessarily quite there yet because we still live in a world where it's like, hey girl, you're so confident, you look great, but you can always look a little better. So being pregnant and having everyone talk about how magical and how amazing the experience was, which Truly, truly, it is an amazing experience. You just cannot shake the fact that you are growing and gaining and stretching and you have zero control over it. And the lack of control, I think, was the hardest thing. I didn't really change my diet. I didn't really change my exercise routine, but yet I was still gaining weight. But I was gaining weight like you're supposed to. I was checking in. I had my doctor's appointments. We were right on track. But see, the switch happened when it was, okay, this is how much weight I should be gaining every week. And so I don't want to gain any more than I actually have. Mm. to. So I would go into my appointments and it got to the point where like near the end, I was getting so angry with myself because they make, they, they weigh you every time. And I was getting so irritated because I would see how much I weighed. And then I would do the math to figure out if I gained the idea that I wanted to sit with. Cause I want, I knew at the end of nine months, I wanted to gain X amount. So realistically after the baby, then I'd have this much time to get back to where I was. 
And by the end of it, I was getting on the scale and just turning around and not even looking at the number because it would just stress me out. Isn't that so interesting? Because like hearing it, obviously, again, I've never been pregnant. And quite frankly, I don't weigh myself now. And I'm a quote fitness pro and I should probably care about the number on the scale, but I care about one thing. And it's when I look at myself in the mirror in the morning, afternoon, or at night or whatever, am I seeing the body that I want to see and the strength that I want to see? Or like, especially today, after a day of drinking all day yesterday, I look bloated as fuck. And I'm like, shit, you need to go sweat it out. As you're pregnant, you're supposed to gain weight, right? Like you, we all know that if you're not, when we'll get to Sam, it can cause a little bit of trauma and issues and stress and all that stuff. But it's still that mental thing that like, I don't want to gain a more weight than the doctor said I'm supposed to gain. And I'm still getting on a scale looking at, I mean, like weight is such a big hindrance. Like it's still fucking with you. I've had body dysmorphia for as long as I can actually remember. And I want to say it was probably like three or four years ago. I finally got rid of the scale because Mm -hmm. I would weigh myself every morning and every night, which is just not good. And so when I got pregnant and I was having to go to the doctor all the time. It was just, it was like being reintroduced to an old addiction, seeing that all of a sudden just being like, Oh my God. And like I said, it is, it does leave me feeling kind of guilty, especially because now that I've had Cassin, the realization of like all of that time that I spent growing her and that miracle happening, I didn't acknowledge it. And I didn't give myself that respect that I deserved just because I was so hard on myself. So you want to have more kids, I'm assuming. Probably. Some days no, some days yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Depending if she's screaming and the pooping is coming at you. I mean, I I know that this is a hypothetical question. Do you think the second go around you would give yourself more grace and treat it differently? I'd like to think so, especially after having her and realizing how our bodies just like grow and then they come back and like. Yes, you have to, you know, if you are already active beforehand, staying active throughout your pregnancy and everybody, everybody is different. I was very blessed. My pregnancy was very easy. Knock on wood, easy. It was pretty textbook. I had no sickness. I was never down for the count for very long. With that being said, I would like to think that my second go around, just because I know now that our bodies are just such fucking amazing things that it's a waste to not acknowledge how cool they are in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing for me is watching how big the boobs can get and then they go away. So I'm going to transition into Sam now because Sam is teaching on the stage and still wearing these cute little sets. And I know she's pregnant and nobody else does. And I see her boobs. Like, I'm like, damn, yeah. <laughs> Tatas are showing. And I'm like mind blown Dad that, away. that clients in the team, like, don't say like, did Sam get a boob job or, but I think it's self-consciously I knew or subconsciously, excuse me. I knew she was pregnant. Right. So Sam, talk to me about yes. your body changing, how that affected you mentally, the good, the bad, the ugly, and basically yeah. the struggle of it all. Well, you know, at first it's not for me, at least it was really just my belly. So, you know, it's not so bad. And then it starts going other places. It goes to your arms. It goes to your face. Nothing fits you, which makes doing anything even more miserable. Like the whole process of getting dressed is just a nightmare when you're pregnant, but definitely like Carly, like you forget that your body's growing a baby and you just don't give yourself nearly enough credit for what it's doing because you're so caught up in looking at your cheeks or your arms or getting mad because you can't fit into anything. And in my case, I just didn't slow down. So I would just teach as much as I did. And then I would work out if not more than I did prior to being pregnant, just because in my mind, I was like, why are my arms getting so big? If you know, like I was in my mind, I was growing, I was gaining weight that I didn't think that I needed to, you know, looking back. And if you read on it, you gain water weight all over your body for tons of different reasons. But 
I would spend so much time working out that eventually Lila quit growing. So I was just stealing all of her calories, which was a hard pill to swallow when they told me that, you know, it was towards the end of the pregnancy. So she was like a big enough size. It wasn't like she was going to be deathly small or anything by that nature, but my actions working out were definitely having a negative impact on her. So the last six weeks, I was told to essentially do nothing that elevated my heart rate, that she would have to have the um, the NICU team come into her birth because they were concerned that she was going to be small. And all that fear started building on, which then, you know, makes me feel like shit because in my mind, it was all my fault. You know, like I, because I was so caught up in how I was looking and how I was changing that. I was already causing her a disservice and she wasn't here. So that was tough for sure. Even just hearing you talk about it, my heart breaks for like that. I can picture like what you are feeling, your mental state being like all that blame. Yes. And then they're like, are you sure you're eating enough and you need to eat more of this? And it's just like everything I was doing was wrong and a disservice to her, which just sucked. So if you could... Tell your past self carrying Lila, what advice would you tell yourself? Again, like what Carly said, now that I'm on the other side of it, you have such a more clear vision of the amazing thing that your body just did. And not only what it did for you to keep me healthy, but also literally grew a baby, a healthy baby at that. It's definitely not the same body I used to have, but every day it gets closer to where I'd like it to be, you know? So just to be patient, I think that would be the biggest thing to take away is that just it's, there's so much more important things than looking at yourself in the mirror or trying to find clothes to fit and having a healthy baby, you know, and not to go through the stress or the scare. It's just not worth it. When in reality, there's nothing you can do to prevent your body from growing anyways you know yeah well and your body is doing what it has to do yeah 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 interesting approach to look at it now of course we could all sit here and tell you and Carly during your pregnancy oh my god you guys look great I tell Monica all the time because she's constantly like rolling her eyes in the mess or or you know like oh I just feel so big or oh it's just so hard and I'm like but you truly look amazing. You know, and I, and I told you guys this, even I'll never forget the first time Carly did a spin class in her sports bra and her took her tank top off. Finally, don't take this in the wrong way, but I was like, turned on. I was like, that is sexy. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause like her belly <laughs> out there and like, you know, like Sam, you had been wearing your rocking your sets the whole time, basically right. Carly, a little bit extra, I guess, confidence to take the tank top off and just rock the belly. Oh, for sure. And I was like, dude, I didn't tell Ian. I was like, dude, that shit is hot. He was like, I know. (laughs) But again, that's the outside world looking in. I mean, we go around telling clients or, you know, people tell me all the time, like, oh, you're you're so strong. You're so jacked. And I'm like, we don't see it the way others see it in the mirror, right? But how beautiful of a thing that you guys learned that your body grows for a reason and it's literally forming another human inside of you to one day come out right and I can say this confidently you guys shrunk faster than any two humans I've ever seen (laughs) I mean holy shit now I would say I give a lot of credit to your teaching of turn and your you're working out here at turn because it was very easy quotation marks for you to go to have access to working out and getting right yeah. back that mindset and that lifestyle, right? But you guys look fabulous. And people still today are even like, the fact that Sam has a six-month-old or the fact that Cassin's four months or five, or yeah, four yesterday or- Four today. Four today, Aww. yeah. It's insane what the bodies can do. And I just hope that my own advice to myself is to listen to you guys. So knock on wood and by the grace of God, I do get pregnant. And anybody listening that's trying or that is getting pregnant or going to get pregnant, enjoy it as much as you can and embrace the body change that it's not forever. 
Now, it can be forever, right? If you you sit around on your ass and you become lazy and you're like, you know, you don't work out or you don't eat healthy. But that's with everybody. A healthy lifestyle is going to help you get the body you want. So I appreciate you guys sharing that. Let's transition now into the postpartum world of Sam and Carly. Because I think I can, again, confidently say it's completely different than what Sam thought it was going to be. Because I remember Sam telling me prior to having Lila, I'll be fine. I want to work 24-7. Lila will be fine. Almost not easy, but easy. And I want to get to work and I want to, you know, still be in the professional mindset. And then you have the baby and you're like, oh, shit. This is a lot of work. So I'll start with you, Sam. What has it been like since Lila has come into this beautiful world of yours? (laughs) It has been busy. Very, very busy. It's amazing how little that you can get done with a baby. And she's not even walking. Like when she starts walking, I'm done for. But like you said before, I thought, you know, I could easily just work and get all the things done I need to get done and have a social life and sleep and work out and live my life. And honestly, I think I tried to do that for the first little bit before I realized like, this is not working. You know, I realized that you have got to plan. Like I'm obsessed with planning. I've always been a little OCD like that, but now if I could map out every minute of every day, it would feel so much better because it's just so unpredictable and just busy. <laughs> every day yeah. is just busy. It's like you're doing, you're doing nothing, but something all at the same time. It's kind of how it feels. How exhausted would you say you are on a regular basis? Well, this is kind of where I give credit to working at turn and waking up at 4am a couple of days a week is that I think I've got grace when it comes to sleeping because I'm not like that much of it you know like I don't need tons of Mm -hmm. sleep you like you don't get to nap anymore like those you know when people are like nap when the baby naps you're like well when the hell am I gonna do everything else I've got to do so it's like you just wake up and you hit the ground running and you don't really stop to think about how tired you are until you're done for the day Mm -hmm. and then you're like shit I just want to go to bed (laughs) yeah Carly yeah, I would say having to plan your life because I, so I'm still actively breastfeeding. So, I mean, now that Cassie's in daycare, it's a different ball game, but it was like, my life was in like hour and a half increments, right? So I'd feed her and then hour and a half, she'd nap. And then I'd have like an hour and a half to like, you know, assuming she goes down right at the, you know, time. So all of a sudden it was like just little chunks of stuff. And like Sam said, all of a sudden you realize that you have no time to do anything. And you think to yourself, like, I got 12 weeks of maternity leave and that was great. And so I was thinking, I'm going to get so much stuff done. I got so many projects for the house. I'm going to get done. I didn't do a damn thing. Not a one. I'm lucky if I got laundry done. And also the thing that people say, like you said, Sam, nap when the baby's napping. Who? That's just not a thing. You can't do that. You're too paranoid, right? The first like week, you're like, no, if I sleep, the baby dies. I can't do that. So you have to watch the child sleep. And then once the baby's like actually sleeping, like that's when you're like, oh shit, I haven't showered in two weeks. I should probably shower. And then right as soon as you get in the shower, the baby starts crying. So like, there's no napping. That is not a thing. No, there was something on Instagram that was like, sleep when the baby sleeps. And it's like, okay, should I fold laundry when the baby folds laundry too, Karen? (laughs) (laughs) So you touched on something that both of your new mom journeys are different. Carly, you breastfeed. Sam, you chose not to breastfeed. You know, I'd love to hear, Sam, why you chose that route and why, Carly, you chose that route. It's not wrong or right. It's just your personal choice. And I think it'd be important to hear your reasonings behind them. I'll go first. So I, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I thought being pregnant was mentally so hard. I mean, yes, you're watching your body change, but I thought it was just kind of lonely is the word that I usually go with because you just don't feel like doing anything, right? Like you're so big, you're so uncomfortable. It's not fun to go out with people. I mean, and towards the end, it was during like all the holiday parties. Like, I don't want to go sit around a bunch of drunk people yelling and, you know, like you're just exhausted. And I got to the point where I 
was just wanting to have my body back to myself. I thought that it was the one thing that stressed me to think about. I felt really comfortable and confident about everything else, but it just made me nervous. Is she going to eat enough? Is it going to go well? You know, is it going to be depressed because I feel like I can't leave her side and like all of her eating is now my responsibility. I just wanted to be able to pass it off and kind of get my life back in a sense of having my body back to myself and not as just like a vessel to a human. It's kind of how I saw it. And I like thought a, it would make me happier. Like honestly. a like a a glorified cow, if you will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or a walking vending machine as I like to call myself. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but I respect valid. you for doing it. That is so valid. So valid. For the record, I am breastfeeding. But I am very much of the mind of if you don't want to breastfeed, freaking don't do it. I feel like so many people, number one, people are opinionated about everything. But for some reason, breastfeeding is like a hot topic for women and their opinions. Even after I had just given birth, the nurses were like, are you breastfeeding? And I said, yes. And like their reaction as if to be like, oh, good, good, good. I was like, that's so weird. So weird. But I decided to breastfeed because I just kind of figured I would I don't know my mom apparently breastfed my sister and I and I turned out fine so I just figured why not yeah (laughs) it is hard if anyone is trying to breastfeed I just stay the course if you really want to because it is tough I like to tell people I mean I have told people I don't like to tell people this but when I was trying to get Cassie to breastfeed at the very beginning she was having a lot of trouble latching and then at one point she did latch And I was so proud of us that I let her latch for like 45 minutes and she proceeded to almost suck my nipple off. Like it was awful. (laughs) It was awful, but it does get better. And now I, I enjoy it just because it's easy. I mean, it's easy now because I always have her food. So if I can just find a corner somewhere, great. But we did go out of town for a week and I had to pump and I don't want to brag, but I pumped 220 ounces of breast milk for my mother and my sister, not to drink, but for the baby. And, um, so and that was not easy at all, but I did do it. Proud of you, I don't Carly. Know. Thank you, you guys. I am, I'm, I'm truly one in a million. I don't know how long I'm going to breastfeed for. She's four months. I don't know. I figure teeth might be a reason to not do it. That's actually not true because there are people that breastfeed at five years old, six years old. So teeth. I will say to each their own, but the second that she can say, I finished my dinner. Now, can I have some of your boob? I'm out. We are not doing that anymore. We will not be doing that. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I mean, everybody is opinionated. Everybody thinks they know what's best for you and your baby. Everybody thinks they know what's best for me and my company. And I mean, at the end of the day, they're not walking day in, day out of Turn Studio. Nobody is walking in your shoes as nine months being pregnant or however long it really is. And nobody is living every day with you. So it's interesting to hear the reason why Sam chose one way and the reason why Carly chose another way. And it's all good, right? I mean, Lila and Kasson are freaking adorable, thriving, laughing, growing, smiling, chunky, chunky. <laughs> yeah, Lila, is, Lila is a little chunky monkey and I love it. So let's get back to the postpartum working out. Obviously, I think the easiest answer about what the most rewarding thing about being able to work out again is you get your body back. Right. And I think too, your alone time, the five minutes or one hour or two hours, whatever, of just being you. Because for me personally, and you know, I'm not relating turn as my baby, but turn is very much like a baby for me. It takes up a fuck ton of my time. It stresses me out. It keeps me up at night. It wakes me up early in the morning. And I have a lot of highs. I have a lot of lows with it. But those 45 minutes that I get up there to teach are everything because you can't fix anything like outside of the room, right? Physically, you cannot handle or control 
And I mean, all hell could be breaking loose out that door. Your babies could be crying. Scott could be blowing up your phone, knowing you're teaching a class <laughs> because the baby's <laughs> crying. But but it's just you and your your own freedom. I respect the shit out of that, but I'd love to like, you know, what's been great about it, but what's been hard about it? And how do you feel today, six months in, four months in of your body image, of your mental game? Just let's go there. Carly, we'll start with you. Honestly, what was one of the things that I was just not thinking about, not to continue to talk about my breast, but they're a hot topic. <laughs> Timing out pumping and teaching, just because when that milk comes in, yeah, look ooh, out. girl, watch out. Pause really quickly because Sam was teaching the mez. Our client Chris was in there. Home girl was exploding. She had, ironically, of a zipper sports bra on. Had to like unzip it halfway because the milk was <laughs> in. And both of them were like, Chris, just go home. Like, yeah, she looked at us and goes, I got to go. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, I, I can mean, tell. <laughs> yeah, we were like, yeah. I mean, you're doing like things and like reverse flies in the mirror, right? And your tits are hanging out when you're not breastfeeding <laughs> or, you know, producing milk. It was hilarious. But anyway, to hear what you're saying. Well, I would, Um, I mean, I... um wireless pumps and so I just stick them in in the car and then I, on my 20 minute drive to the studio I'm pumping on the road and that was a lifesaver I was so proud of myself when I thought of that not that I came up with that idea I was more pissed that it took me so long to think about that but it was a game changer so that was probably one of the hardest things if <laughs> I were to like, pull up next to you at a red light do I know you're pumping I hope so because if you think that my boobs are that big that square and that under my chin we have another problem. <laughs> they make like Cadillac breast pumps. You know what I mean? Like these things are like so nice. I did not get that. I got the off brand, you know, all these version. Okay. So these things are like pretty big, and pretty heavy, <laughs> but they work. So I would be teaching and enough. All if I was up there and all of a sudden my milk came in. Good Lord. I don't think that ever happened, but um, it would have been bad. What was the question? I'm sorry. Did we ask something else about my boobs? <laughs> well, no, you just wanted to talk about your boobs again. Um, Perfect. <laughs> your mental state now about the, in the challenge it's been of the four months of working out, getting your body quote back to where you want it. Yeah. You know, it sucks. Cause I hate the fact that I now know how much I physically weighed because I know like physically from how I look and how my clothes fit that I technically quote unquote do have my hashtag body back, but realistically speaking, you know, in the psychotic brain of mine, I'm always like, Oh no, I got about five pounds. So that's been like the struggle of realizing like, no, this body that I am in and walking and living in now, this body is way better than that body. So it's been being able to step into the place of like, not working out for the reason that I want to have my old body back, but more so working out because I want the body I'm in now to serve me best and be the one I love the most and be the one that feels the best. That kind of transition was something I had to really work on, but I can't actually say that I'm, I'm in a much four months, I guess it didn't quite take four months, but it did take some time to get there. But also I think realistically having a daughter has helped a lot with that because if I have to watch Cassin talk to herself or see herself in like a lens that I've looked at my own body because of like how she's heard me talk about myself or how she's seen, you know, mom edits her photos or something like that, I'd be devastated. I think having a daughter kind of kickstarted that change in mindset. So it took time, but it didn't take quite as long. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you you bring that up because there's so many studies out there that show or that talk about the majority of children learn how to look at themselves and talk to themselves by how they hear their mom more so than the dad, right? I mean, that's just stereotypical or not. Naturally, women just have a lot more body image issues. And I've even like read studies about how kids heard their mom just being like, oh, I look so fat. And you don't subconsciously just say it out loud or like, oh my God, I can't wear this dress. Look at my 
fat hanging out of it, or my legs don't look as good. And you are just talking normal, but they eat that shit up because they hear, they hear everything. Yeah. And they soak it in and then they go in the mirror and they're like, Oh, well, I look too fat or I, this isn't supposed to look like this or, and it all starts there. So that's really kudos to you for being even aware of that. I mean, Kasten doesn't know right from left in front of her behind right now. Yeah. She just found her foot. She's okay. (laughs) (laughs) She just found her foot. She's so cute, but you know, I mean, obviously I think you're in tip top shape already and freakishly crazy how much you and Sam, how great y'all look already. And I think it's so hard for any woman or most women, like hard to say, like, I feel good about the way I look. Like even to say you're like, I can, or like, it was hard for you to admit that you're in a good place with your body. Yeah. It's naturally hard for us to be like, yeah, I look good. There's nothing wrong with my body. I am the way I want to look. And to be able to say like, I am happy with what I look like and I want my body to be the best or serve me the best. That's huge. You can maybe do a mez every now and again. <laughs> I'm saying I love my body. I want to oh, love okay, it. okay. No, I'm only <laughs> teasing. Sam, what about you? What's your journey been like? I was so excited when I could work out again. Holy shit. It was, you have no idea. I was dying to get back on that journey. One, just because I love to work out. And two, that post body, baby body, definitely. I mean, it's a, it's a real mind fuck. There's no way to say it differently. So like, even from the second I felt comfortable walking, I would walk a ton. And the second I got cleared to work out, I made it a priority every day. So even if it was like the one thing I got to do out of the house or with a sitter or whatever, that's, that's always what I made it be. But like Curly says, it's, it's hard to say goodbye to the body you had before. Cause it really, I mean, mine, no matter how much I worked out or ate right, my body will physically not be what it was before the baby. I mean, my entire pregnancy, I could feel my hips just shifting. And when I look at myself now, I mean, I can't wear any of my old jeans, even though I've numerically back to the weight around, I got a couple pounds, but close to where I was, my body's just different, you know, and it's definitely hard, been hard to accept it. I think I'm starting to get there. And then of course, like, bathing suit season is not fun to deal with but I saw this girl on Instagram who just had a baby and she was talking about the benefit of just letting go of your old jeans and you know saying fuck it and you don't have to you know you're it's not your goal is to not try to fit into what you used to fit into but you go treat yourself to a new pair of jeans that make you feel comfortable and realize that you have a new body and that things have changed and it's okay. And then I feel like the second I stopped trying to force myself into my old clothes was a turning point for sure. And like, you think about how big your stomach gets. You think your, your skin is just going to (laughs) like go back to how it was like, that's crazy to think. And I'm the more time that goes on the more confident and comfortable. I feel accepting it, but it's tough. You know, you got pregnant pretty quickly after you got married, right? Yeah. And when is the best your body has ever? Yeah, ex- exactly. Your wedding. Your like, wedding. I've, it's, it's honestly looking at pictures of my wedding. I'm like, I don't know how, how did I ever look like Dude, that? I'm not pregnant and I haven't changed shit in my body last year. What is it? And I think it's like that happy stress of like, but it's, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I, there's no way in hell I could look like that again, even if I put every effort I could into it. You literally change. You, your body is just literally changed. Meanwhile, <laughs> Scott and Ian are just living their lives, looking the oh same. Oh my gosh. Same. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Guy takes like yeah. three mez classes and all of a sudden he drops like seven pounds. Yeah. Someone's like literally stopping him to tell him how great he looks. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Seriously. Ah. so obviously nothing is easy nothing in life is easy I think being pregnant and you know seeing the glorified shit on Instagram or 
even like the rich and famous, they put these beautiful photos out there. There's no denying that they probably don't have horrible days as well or body image issues. It goes with, I feel like all aspects of our life, like the lens that we view ourselves, it's the biggest struggle in our lives, especially, and I keep saying, especially females, because clearly, again, I have never been pregnant, but I can only imagine what it's going to be like when my body starts changing and I'm still curling, you know, 20, 25 pound dumbbells, but my arms are no longer like muscular or whatever, or whatever. And I think that just y'all sharing your story, I hope it's been a little even therapeutic just to get it out of your own head and be like, yeah, and actually I should give myself patience and grace and I can be happy with where I'm currently at four months after birthing another human being. But if you could give any advice over your pregnancy journey, you know, to people that work out or don't work out or are, you know, afraid or whatever, what advice would you serve them with the most? I think something that is important to keep in mind, especially before the baby is to create healthy habits. Because if it's something you're doing before you're pregnant and something doing it's doing while you're pregnant, then the second the baby comes, you're more likely to continue in that same direction with a healthy lifestyle. And I mean, what's more important than sharing that and teaching that to a child, you know? You mean like working out or? Yeah, I mean, being active. (laughs) You can't be the best parent to a child unless you take care of yourself, you know? And the second you do that and the second you make it a routine and a priority, then you're going to be so much happier. And when you're happier, you're going to be a better parent. When you're a better parent, obviously, yeah. this guy's limit for the child. Yeah, for sure. Right, right. You know, and I'll never forget one morning. I don't know if you were subbing on a Sunday or I think it was a Sunday. Yeah, you were subbing. You were doing the double shot when Carly was out the 1030 class and you, I don't even know if you know, you said this, but you were like, like your day, your morning had been shit and teaching and just giving yourself that freedom up there, working out and having that time for you. You were like, all is well now. You were literally, it was like a rainstorm just like washed over you. All of the the crying baby or the lack of sleep or the poop flying in your face or whatever, you know, whatever newborns do to you. Right. But yeah, 30 minutes or 45 minutes just for you. Right. When we did that live coaching session with Amy, I really took that away when she told me, unless I give myself an hour a day, I can't expect everything else to fall into place. Like you've got to look out for yourself and make sure that you're happy and healthy and taken care of. Because without that, you can't expect the rest of the family to be. Yeah, no doubt. What about you, Carly? I think my biggest advice would be to be okay with not being okay. I think we're surrounded by so many people that are constantly like creating the standard of perfection and the standard of, I think I wrote it in, I might've deleted it, but I think I wrote it in the questions I talked about. I was so terrified throughout my entire pregnancy because I didn't ever think that I was really ready to have a child and be a mom. And even after they gave me Cassin, cause I had a C-section. So physically they did open me and hand her to me. I didn't have that like snap moment of, Oh my God, this is my child, my calling. This is my life and blood. I didn't click like that. And I thought that there was something seriously wrong with me because of that. And so I think my biggest advice is to just kind of settle in and find comfort in the uncomfortable moments and know that the moments where you think that you're not meshing and not fitting the mold that everybody else is expecting you to be in or what you quote unquote think people expect you to be in, those moments are the moments that you're actually not alone because more people sit in those moments than they'd like to admit. I had a very easy pregnancy, like I said, but it was not it was not picture perfect by any means. And I don't think people want to admit and talk about it not being picture perfect. So for anyone who is in the midst of the not so perfect pregnancy. It's okay. And settle in and 
been there, done that, and it gets better. You said something that I talk about often on my podcast episodes. We build this like imagination of what other people are expecting of us or thinking of us, or we act like society is demanding all of this perfectionism of us. But if you really take a step back, it's really what you're putting into your own mind. Like there's nobody that probably ever called you Carly and said, when you have the baby, you cannot feel alone. You cannot feel sad. You cannot feel angry. You cannot feel tired. You have to be perfect. Like nobody physically holds you to those crazy ass expectations, right? It's what we put in our head and tell ourselves or God forbid we get on the Instagram reel of people only posting the good shit. No offense, but like you don't post like Cassin or Lila screaming and you wanting to freaking just throw them out the window because you're so tired and everybody has moments, right? Or you're not going to post when you're in your closet crying, Carly, because you feel alone. You had a clogged milk duck. Your nipples were chapped. (laughs) You painted the picture, you know, and you were, and you just sat there crying, feeling completely alone where the first thing you do is not, oh, let me post this on Instagram, right? Or later, you probably posted the cutest picture ever of Cassin. But that's just what we do as a society. It's not right or wrong. That's just what we do. It's such a practice that I think that it's a great takeaway for everybody's walk of life. Get out of our head. Quit ourselves what other people are expecting of us because nobody's expecting shit of you, quite frankly, right? Like everybody's just expecting you to be happy. And they're actually supporting you more and wanting to help whatever that takes. And I think that goes for, again, whether you're at a new job, whether you're in a new relationship, whether you're a, you know, a struggling business owner, the expectations you put on yourself are literally just that of yourself in your own head. And then you also, you end up missing the wonderful stuff that the quote unquote, like things that you could easily associate as being picture perfect in your life in that moment, because you're thinking that it needs to be in this like smooth, filtered, beautiful, magical moment when in reality, it's those raw, bumpy, awkward times that are the ones that impact you, you remember the most and the ones that you end up actually carrying with you for like the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, I guarantee you if I asked you, Sam, you, Carly, right now, think about over the last several months, when you were just like at your wits end because the baby was doing X, Y, Z, whatever the scenario, or, you know, Scott was working, you know, traveling for work or Ian was at the office. And in the moment you thought you're going to pull your hair out. You couldn't survive. And now looking back, you're like, Oh, that was nothing. Wait till I tell you. Yeah. Did yesterday. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it might be a cliche statement, but Carly basically just painted like the strength is in the struggle right? It's those hard times. It's those moments like, Sam, you're realizing you can wake up, you can go teach two classes and then go home and be a badass mom and get everything done in your checklist and still find time to take one hour for you. You're a warrior. You're a badass mom. Carly, you're back to work now, you know, in and out of the office, having to put your kid in daycare. We didn't even touch on that. I can't imagine if that's like a celebration or like, oh my God, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. (laughs) My hands are doing this because I'm dumping a baby into daycare. <laughs> That's what you do. Like, you don't even stop the car. You just dump them. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. No. But, you know, like when you think back about what you've actually done, the applause is just tenfold, right? I mean, it's amazing. I can't, I hope I get blessed with going through it, but, you know, it, it's it's been a fun thing for me to watch both of you guys, the beginning in it and now on the flip side of it, but we can wrap it up. Anything else you guys want to share or have to say, or think is newsworthy on this turning point talks with Ashley? Carly, you got anything? Uh, I just want to clarify real quick. Uh, You referenced someone getting shit in their face. Sam, did Lila shit in your face? Or was that just no, she, oh. she would never. What a classy, <laughs> classy girl. What a classy. Okay, cool. Yeah, just to clarify, um, I did in fact get shit straight in the face from my child. <laughs> Let's also clarify the first time I got to watch Cassin here at Turn, homegirl shit all over me. 
like <laughs> on my shirt, on my hand. You're it, not like, truly loved until they take a shit on you. Dude, Everyone knows I that. mean, every minute of it. Really? Yeah. We should just acknowledge the fact that she takes after her mom. She's cute, but girlfriend is full of shit. It's, <laughs> it's also amazing how little you care. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It happens and you're like, I, whatever. Yeah, so whatever. I'm so grossed out by it. And I'm like, it's, you think this is bad? <laughs> and when Lila, like when Lila, I was watching her and she was spitting up all over me. I was, I could not care less. And like, of course, both of you ladies are like, oh my God, I'm so certain. I'm like, literally, I, it's workout clothes, number one. Number two, I'm holding an infant or a newborn. You know, like if they don't poop on me, then it's going to happen to you down the road. So let it poop on me, save you guys a little poop. That's set. so nice of you. You know, it is. Well, it has been an amazing hour shooting the shit with y'all. No pun intended. <laughs> I see what you did. Yeah. Thank y'all for taking your. Thanks very for having us. Yeah. I'll be back in this little studio here of mine in like five hours. So <laughs> thank you guys so much. I hope that it was a pleasure on your end. And we end every podcast with how we end every mess. So all count us in and y'all know what to say. Y'all ready? Let's yeah. do it. One, two, three. Stay, Stay gold. gold.